What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge online Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. For those of you that continue to tune in, like and share these online digital messages with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. We have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, for those of you that worship with us through generosity, and for those of you that are new givers by meeting our $10 challenge, Thank you so very much for worshiping with us through generosity. You help us love more people, help more people, feed more people, and serve more people. In fact, our next food pantry is going to be the first Thursday in March, March the 2nd. We expect to feed about 2,000 people from our city and our community on that day, all because of you. So thank you so very much for that. Today, we continue with our current series entitled The Video Store. Now, sometimes when we would go to the video store, whether it was a big blockbuster video or a big Hollywood video or some of those smaller video store mom and shop pops that we grew up with in the smaller towns, sometimes they would run specials. Like you could uh, rent two, get one free. They had two-day rentals. They had three-day rentals. The newer movies, the new releases cost about $4 to rent. The older movies cost about $1.50 to rent. But no matter what the special was, there was a certain deadline that you had to return certain movies back by if you didn't want to pay the late fee. And so you had to return it back on time. And sometimes we had to pay the late fee because we simply forgot what day we were supposed to bring it back. And so we would return it late. But sometimes we had to pay the late fee because we held on to the movie longer than we were supposed to on purpose. Maybe someone in the household hadn't watched it yet, and so they wanted to keep it an extra day or an extra two days, or maybe we liked the movie so much that we just wanted to watch it again a couple of more times, and so we would hold on to it, and we would turn it late on purpose, and so we would have to pay the late fee. And so uh, we would say this, let's hold on to the movie so we could watch it and we could pay the late fee, because notice this today, Sometimes we like to hold on to things longer than we're supposed to, and not just movies. Sometimes we like to hold on to things longer than we're supposed to in our hearts. So in our life right now, there's what's negative and there's what's positive. We have sadness, we have joy, we have fear, we have faith, we have painful moments, but we also have moments of peace, and then we have shame. And for most of us, for some reason, we make so much room. We make so much room for the negative, the hurt, the pain, and the shame. We make so much room in our mind, in our heart, in our memories, in our thinking, in our emotions, in our constant thoughts. We make so much room for all the negativity, all the fear, all the failure, all the heartache, and all the shame. But we don't, for some reason, make more room for peace and the resolve that we need, and the endurance that we need, and the discipleship that we need. And so the question is, why do we constantly punish ourselves this way? Why do we constantly make room, so much room, in our mind, in our thinking, in our memories, in our hearts, our souls, and our emotions for those things that have hurt us, or shame, which brings us down, and we don't intentionally make more room for things like peace, resolve, growth, discipleship, and endurance. And because we can't go back and change anything, how do we recover from the shame that has hurt our soul? 
How do we recover when we look back and all we can see is the shame and the guilt and the regret that discourages you and I so much? It discourages our thinking. It discourages our future goals. It discourages our faith and it discourages our heart. Most of the time, the shame that we feel in our life is number one, not necessary. Number two, it's not from God. And number three, it's not because you're some horrible person. Let me say that again. Most of the time, the shame that you feel is number one, not necessary. Number two, not from God. And number three, not because you've convinced yourself that you're some awful person and you deserve it. We think that's true. We think I have all this shame because I'm guilty, because God's upset with me, because I'm a failure. I've made too many mistakes. But none of that has to be true for shame to ruin your life. Sometimes shame is unfounded, unnecessary, and false. And so again... I want us to look at this issue today of how to recover from our shame. You know, the first week that we moved into this building that our church is in, I mean, we had just gotten into it. We had our first Sunday services. It was packed out. It was awesome. It was fun. The very next day, I got a call from one of our members that said someone had driven by the church, taken a big cinder block that they found, and threw it through our glass doors, busted our glass doors, stole all kind of stuff, wires, uh, TVs from the nursery, all kind of stuff. And I remember thinking at that time, how dare they do that? It didn't belong to them. This building wasn't theirs to attack. A few years ago, one morning, I woke up early to bring Jagger to school. And I remember I woke up about 545, and when I went outside to warm my truck up because it was winter and it was cold, I noticed that one of my doors wasn't closed all the way. And so I thought, man, what's this? And I was kind of halfway asleep, and so I looked into my truck, and it seemed like there was kind of trash everywhere, but I wasn't really processing what was going on. So I got Jagger ready for school, and so we get in my truck, and I'm driving from Lake Charles, downtown Lake Charles, to Moss Bluff, and I'm kind of looking around, and everything in my console had been dumped out. Everything in my glove compartment had been dumped out. Everything in my ashtray had been dumped out. There was trash everywhere, and it dawned on me, someone broke into my truck overnight. It had happened to our neighbors a few times, never happened to me, but I'd left my truck unlocked the night before on accident and someone got into my truck overnight and broke into it. They didn't take anything because there was nothing valuable in my truck, but they trashed it. And so the closer I got to Moss Bluff and Jagger School, I got angrier and angrier and angrier because that's not their truck to attack. It's mine. I paid for it. I worked hard for it. I own it. It's not theirs to trash. It's not theirs to attack. Just a couple of months ago, my neighbor was driving up to his house. He lives right next to us. It was about 8.15 at night. And as he's driving up to his house, I'm inside watching TV. The kids are in their rooms. I mean, it's 8.15 at night. As he drives up to his house, he notices someone breaking into my truck. Well, he spooks them. They run to my front porch and try to break into my house. Of course, the doors were locked, and I'm thinking, I'm getting angry. I'm like, that's not your truck in your house to trash. It's not your truck in your house to break into. So then I started laying down at night trying to think of ways to get them back. Man, I'm going to go get me a high-powered pellet gun and hide behind the bushes, and next time they come, I'm just going to shoot them in the butt. But on that night, I think that I forgot to lock it. But after all that, I felt so violated. And then I start planning 
on how to get them back because I felt so violated. I got angrier and angrier and angrier. Why? That's not your church to trash. It's not your truck to trash. It's not your house to trash. It's mine. It's ours. And so it's not anyone else's to break into. It belongs to me. Don't trash what belongs to me. Don't attack what belongs to me. Don't tear down what belongs to me. But I got to be honest with you. I don't just feel that way about the church. And I don't just feel that way about my truck. And I don't just feel that way about my house. My heart and my past also belongs to me. My pain and my failures and my experiences also belong to me. My mistakes, my faith, my convictions also belong to me. And your heart, your past, and your pain belongs to you. Your failures, your experiences, your mistakes, your faith, your convictions also belong to you. But sometimes other people feel the need to trash what belongs to you and I, to tear down what belongs to you and I, and to attack what belongs to you and I. They will trash and tear down our heart, our past, our stories, our experiences, our mistakes, our faith, and our life. And that creates even more shame in our life that's not necessary from other people. And let's just be honest, sometimes you and I can create shame and pain for other people in their life, and it should never ever be that way. Your heart, your past is not for someone else to tear down. Your mistakes, your experiences, your faith is not for someone else to tear down. And someone else's heart experiences life and faith and story is not for you to judge, criticize, attack, or tear down. And most of the time, this is a heart issue. And so today, we'll be looking at this parable that Jesus told, another heavenly story that Jesus told to illustrate an earthly point that he would tell the large crowds. And we find this parable, this story, in Matthew chapter 13. And in this parable, Jesus talks about a farmer who goes out one day to plant seeds, and different seeds fell on different types of soil. And depending on the types of soil that they fell onto, that, that, that determined what type of lasting fruit or crops they would produce. And so today, let's do this as we look at this parable, as we look at this story, let's understand the farmer in this story is Jesus. The seeds in this story is God's vision for your life and how your life is supposed to end up. And the soil in this story is your heart and the condition of your heart and my heart and the condition of my heart. And sometimes our hearts get so distracted by shame and by the past that we can't move forward into the future. Sometimes our hearts get so distracted by shame from the past that we forget about where our life is going. And so notice this today, the condition of the heart. Matthew chapter 13, we pick up in verse 3. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Jesus told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock, and the seeds sprouted quickly, but the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, 
they died. Verse 7, other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Today, I want us to look at the shallow soil that the seeds fell on and also the soil that was among thorns that the seed fell on. When the seeds fall on the shallow soil, they grow quickly. They produce crops very quickly, but they don't last because their soil is shallow. But when other seeds fell among soil that had thorns, they started to grow they started to produce crops, but they were quickly choked out by all the thorns and all the weeds. And so they didn't produce crops or fruit that would last. The plants that started to grow, but there was something about the soil that didn't allow it to last. These plants, these seeds started to produce very quickly, but there was something about the soil that caused the fruit and the crops not to last and to fade away. And you and I have had times in our life when we've gotten excited about Jesus and we started to grow, but he didn't last. We got excited about discipleship and our personal strength and faith and endurance. We started to grow, but it didn't last. There have been times in our life when we got excited about God's vision for our life, when we got excited about our future and our future goals and where we were taking our life. And so we started to grow, but it didn't last. There were times in our life when we got excited about all the positive changes that we were making and all the hard work we were doing. And we started to grow, but it didn't last. There's times in our life when we got excited about our success, our future, changing our life. And so we started to grow, but it didn't last. And so the question is, how can the condition of our heart at times be like the shallow soil and be like the soil that was among thorns. If I could go back to when I was a little boy, I would do so many things different. If I could go back to when I was in high school and college, I would do so many things different. If I could go back to my mid-20s or my mid-30s or my early 40s, I would do so many things different. Heck, if I could go back to yesterday or last week, I probably would do so many things different. I would change so much. I would have tried harder, worked harder, studied more, taken more risk, taken more chances, taken better care of myself and my health, and I would have not listened to the opinions of other people about my life as much as I did. Let me say that again. One of the main things I would do is not listen to the opinions of the other people around me about my life, my faith, my heart, my past, my stories, and where my life was going. I have my own regrets. I have my own guilt. I have my own shame. I have my own weight and I can feel it often and you do too I don't need and you don't need someone else adding to that shame I don't need and you don't need someone else adding to that guilt I don't need and you don't need someone else adding to that regret and adding to that regret and adding to that weight other people don't need you and I adding to their shame their regret and their weight either we all have our own weight they have their own weight, and we don't need to add regret, shame, and weight to other people's lives, and you don't have to allow other people to add more shame and weight to your life. It's mine. Yours is yours. Mine is mine. Theirs is theirs, and we can all feel it. We can all feel our shame. We can all feel our past. We can all feel the weight 
of it all. And so our faith becomes shallow. Our resolve, our devotion becomes shallow. Our motivation, our determination at first was strong. It grew quickly, but it becomes shallow. Our vision for the future, our walk with God, our life can make changes quickly and grow quickly, but it doesn't last and it becomes shallow when you and I let other things in this life determine for us how our life eventually ends up. That means that we're living on shallow ground in our heart. Nothing or no one else in this life needs to decide where your life eventually ends up, but you and your walk with God. Not your past, not your feelings, not your regrets, and not the opinions of other people about your life. Other people can make you feel so much shame and weight in this life, but never let that determine how your life ends up or where your life ends up. That's shallow. It's shallow for us to let the views and the opinions of other people allow where our life ends up. It's shallow for us to get all excited about Jesus, all excited about the future, about our goals, about our vision for life, and we start growing and growing quickly. But then when we don't feel just right or understand what's happening in our life when life gets difficult, painful, and tough, or when we get discouraged, or when someone else tears us down, or when someone else lets us down, or when someone else breaks our heart, and then we just give up. That's shallow. That's shallow soil and fickle soil in our heart. Don't let anything or anyone else decide where your life ultimately ends up but you and your walk with God. Hold on to your dreams and your vision even when life is confusing and tough. Hold on to your strength and your endurance and your faith and your resolve even when life gets confusing and tough. Hold on to your goals and your convictions even when life gets confusing and tough. That's deep. That's faith. It's shallow for us to give up so easily. And then how can the condition of our heart end up like these seeds that fell among thorns and those thorns and weeds choked it out. Well, this is how. The weeds among thorns in this story is everything in our life that we have allowed to choke out and steal and distract us from our vision, our goals, our faith, and our dreams for our life and for the future. The thorns and the weeds are my excuses, my irresponsibility, my laziness, my discouragement, my shallow faith, my negativity. The thorns and the weeds in this story is my shame. It's my shame. It's my shame that I I allow to hold me back. It's the shame that I've allowed other people to unnecessarily place on my life. It's my tendency to let other people cause me to give up. That's what this soil is. That's what among thorns is. We look back on our life and we know exactly what it is that has caused us to not follow all the way through. We know exactly what it is that's caused us to not follow through with our faith, our visions, our dreams, our goals, and our ambitions. We already know. It tears at our heart all the time. We think about it all the time. And so the last thing we need is for something or someone else to remind us and tear us down. What we already know has torn us down. We have let other people create so much unnecessary shame in our life that it's choked out God's vision for our life and for a better future. And so if I could teach you one simple thing today, it would be this and notice this today. Don't let anything or anyone else decide where your life ends up but you and Jesus. Your past is over. Your future is not. Your past is over. Your future 
is not. You will always have Jesus. Don't be shallow. Get up and go forever forward right now because he loves you. It's your heart. It's your vision. You get to decide for you. It's your dreams, your future, your life, your faith. You get to decide for you. Don't let anything or anyone else decide your life and where your life ends up, but you and God. Now, after all that, Let me share two quick things with you as we finish up about shame and other people in our life. Number one, notice this today. Other people can feel every day the weight of their own past. Don't add to that weight. This creates shame, unnecessary shame in the lives of other people. Don't tear down people over what already tears them apart. Let me say that again. Don't tear down people over what already tears them apart on the inside. Whatever you're tempted to tear someone down about, I can promise you it's already tearing them apart in their life on the inside. Don't add to that weight and don't let other people do that to you. It's your life. You get to decide for you. The second and last thing is this, and notice this today. People need hope to make lasting changes in their life. Give people hope. We are love dealers here. We are hope dealers here. We are compassion dealers here. You cannot judge, guilt, or shame anyone into lasting life changes. People respond to hope, give people hope. And if you have people in your life that try to take your hope away from you, separate yourself from that negativity. It's your heart, your vision, your faith, your future, your discipleship, your life. That means with God, you get to decide how your life ends up. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so very much for tuning in. We absolutely love you. We cannot wait to see you back next week. Have a wonderful week.